Hey there, H.M. Wheelhouse here with Locked on Astros, a special edition looking at MLB's top 10 now for infielders and outfielders. What Astros made it and looked to make a big splash in 2023? Who got snubbed? Let's talk about how they evaluated this and if you agree with where these Astros rank. Let's go. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. Hey there, and thanks for tuning in to a special edition of Locked on Astros. I am your host, H.M. Wheelhouse, and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. That's right. FanDuel is the sportsbook choice of the Locked on Network. And if you go to FanDuel.com slash Locked on today, you can get started and you can get you can find all the latest odds, trends and action going on, especially with the AFC and NFC championships. If you were watching this before, if not, whoever is in the Super Bowl, you can bet all kinds of props. So check out FanDuel.com. Again, I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me at um, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or we're always positive, always Strohs. You can find the show at Locked on Astros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you get your podcast. And our co-host, Eric the Man Heisman at Eric Talk Strohs on Twitter. Check him out and follow him as well. So when I pull up this graphic right here, I put together each player in each position of where they ranked in the top 10 for the MLB Network Top 10 Now, each position. And they say as a disclaimer that they put these numbers through the shredder. It gave us... Um, it gave them the 10 best players at their position right now. It says they used offensive and defensive metrics, both advanced data and traditional numbers and analysis by MLB Network's research team. Now, with that being said, I'm not here to pick a bone with maybe a player that I feel like got snubbed from the top 10, but I do think that outside of computer ratings and other things, that maybe there was at least one swing and miss here. And you could see the graphic of, you know, who Mr. MV Pena um, shrugging his shoulders after a home run that we threw up there. But I want to get to the outfielders first because the Astros outfield, um, the people on the list did not surprise me. Now, some people would be surprised by one of the players on there but if you look at his postseason, what he was able to do towards the end, um, his defensive metrics, he definitely deserves to be in the conversation for top 10. So let's look in left field. Jordan Alvarez was, he came in number one. And last year, he wasn't even ranked. He obviously took more of a DH role, was recovering from the surgery, and so didn't play a lot of left field. And actually, didn't start as many games in left field as he did DH. But I think with the migration to left field, even with the signing of Michael Brantley, 
we know that the Astros' primary left fielder is definitely Jordan Alvarez and one of the most talented hitters. I mean, if you just go to Baseball Savant and you just look at his expected batting average, slugging, WOBA, um, ex-WOBA, and all the like hard hit percentage, his his Ks, um, his K percent, his walk percent, everything's up. Everything's top five, top two, top three percent of the league. So Jordan Alvarez definitely deserves to be number one on that list. Now, on that list, you will find a lot of really, really solid performers out there in left field. You will find names such as Juan Soto, who was number one, Kyle Schwarber, who was number five last year, Taylor Ward, not rated, Stephen Kwan, Taylor Ward, Ian Happen, Eloy Jimenez, and Jordan Alvarez all were not ranked in this list last year. Randy Arozarena moved from 10 to 5. But Jordan Alvarez definitely deserves to be in the top 10 here. When you look at right field, look at center field last, obviously they put Judge, Betts, and Harper above Tucker. Tucker comes in at number 6. Tucker comes in at number 6 after having a very solid 2022 season. We looked at the – we looked – for the 2023 campaign to be much better. An OPS of 808, on-base percentage of 330, slugging percentage of 478, batting average of 257, wished it could have been a little higher, but 25 stolen bases, not bad. 107 RBIs, 30 home runs, he was almost a 30-30 guy, and 140 hits. Now, that we will probably see an increase in hits, average, all those things, I believe, will go up with the banning of the shift, the changing of the rules. We may see more steals this year, and he's definitely one of those candidates to do that. So you have Kyle Tucker moved up from six to four. Jordan Alvarez wasn't ranked to number 10, from from not even ranked in the top 10 to number one. And then you go to center field. Center field, now, no disrespect to Chaz McCormick, but he is a little bit under the radar, which I don't mind. So there were only four players last year that were not rated. Some of them because they were rookies this season. Julio Rodriguez comes in at number three. Absolutely amazing. Byron Buxton, who's oft injured, was number three last year's number two. And of course, the guy who reigns supreme in center field at number one is always Mike Trout. Brandon Nimmo is at four. Michael Harris, the second, is fifth. Ryan Reynolds, Cedric Mullins, six, seven. Luis Robert and Mike Yastrzemski come in at eight and nine. And yours truly, Chaz McCormick, comes in at number 10. Chaz McCormick had some great numbers last year. Um, he was in the top 86 percentile for walks. His sprint speed is top 84 percentile, percentile. When you look at his outfielder jump is 93 percent. Um, just, you know, hit 14 home runs. He was 245, but Chaz McCormick is one of these guys that I think over time, if given the opportunity is going to do far better than what most people project him to be. And so he really is one of these guys that in the outfield may not be as appreciated across major league baseball, Definitely in the city of Houston, we know and understand what Chaz McCormick is able to do. So he earned the top 10 honors. And that, I mean, that's just absolutely phenomenal to have everyone in your outfielder as top 10 in Major League Baseball right now. 
And so what I want to do before we move on to the infielders is I want to talk about FanDuel. This year, it's the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party, and that's FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you are new to FanDuel, then that's even better because they have so many great um, features and ways to make betting fun and easy. Now, listen to this. You can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if you if your first bet doesn't win. That's right. FanDuel lets you get on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score the next touchdown, okay? FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so we talked about the outfielders, and this outfield is definitely a stellar one, one to be um, definitely admired. Again, here is the graphic. You have um, McCormick coming in number 10, uh, Jordan Alvarez at number one, and Kyle Tucker number four. Now, in the infield, you notice there's a huge graphic of Jeremy Pena shrugging his shoulders. (laughs) You have... um, Alex Bregman coming in at number six. He dropped three spots. You have Jose Altuve coming in at number one. And Jose Abreu, newly minted Houston Astro, coming in at number one. They just could not find a headshot with Jose Abreu in an Astro's hat. But I digress. So let's look at the infield right now. Um, The infield, and I'll get to shortstop here in a second. But first base, you have the... Seven, seven through 10 were not ranked last year. Ty France, Nathaniel Lowe, Luis Ariz, I'm sorry, Luis Ariz, and Reese Hoskins. None of them were in the top 10. Matt Olson dropped from three to six. Pete Olson um, went up from six to five. Jose Abreu was at eight last year, came up to number four. Vladimir Guerrero dropped from two to three. Freddie Freeman dropped from one to two. And Paul Goldschmidt last year was fifth. You've got to love the signing of Jose Abreu. This guy is a 311 career hitting first baseman with runners in scoring position. He may not be, quote unquote, the best defensive first baseman, but he is a guy that is going to put together some key at bats. He's going to make contact. He's going to get on base. When guys get on in front of him, he's going to drive in runs. So to have the number four first baseman to go from Yuli Gurriel, who in his prime, in his heyday a couple of years ago, was one of the best defensive short, um, first basemen in the league. Just we saw a declining skill set. He's still out there in free agency. Will the Astros sign him? We don't know. Um, but that is definitely something that we can look at as time goes on. It looks up, It looks to me like it's either the Astros or the Mets. Now, if we go from first base to second base, you have Jose Altuve hitting the number one spot. Last year, he was number four. You also have four players last year that were not ranked. Andres Jimenez from Cleveland at three. Um, Brendan Brendan Donovan from St. Louis at seven. Colton Wong from Seattle 
at nine and Glaber Torres from the Yankees at number 10. Cattell Marte drops all the way from one to eight. McNeil jumps. Jeff McNeil, who just signed with the Mets, jumps, or in extension, jumps from nine to number two. Um, Marcus Simeon falls from two to four. Brandon Lowe falls from number three to number five. And Jorge Planco goes up one spot from, from seven to six. And Jose Altuve just garners that top spot. This guy, top to bottom, has one of the best slash lines in all of baseball last year. Just had a phenomenal. Um, he had he had the high OPS. He hit for three hundred again. Again, his range is impeccable. Um, well, okay, his range maybe isn't impeccable as a second baseman, but he can still get to the ball. He may not have had his best defensive year, but overall, over the years, the the putouts, the double plays, um, the diving stops, the holding runners to where they are. Definitely Jose Altuve is one of your top guys, if not the top guy. One of the best like second basemen that we've seen in this generation. He continues to mash. He continues to hit for average. And he worked on his on-base percentage. And he still can hit the long ball. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories? And you're trying to eat healthier in this new year, just like me? Well, let me tell you, you got to try Built Bar. You've heard us talk about it, and we, you know that they're good. They're wrapped in 100% chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They have unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining the amazing macros. Listen to this, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and whopping 17 grams of protein. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today or walk to your pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puff. As well, if you're close to Sam's Club, run by and grab a 13-bar box of our favorite hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. You can go to Built.com, but why don't you run down to Sam's or Walmart and get a box now. Tell them they shall wheelhouse sent you. So you got Jose Altuve again coming in at number one. So number one, Jose Altuve at second. Number four, Brian Abreu. I'm sorry, Jose Abreu at first. And then coming in at number six, Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman did drop this last year. He was at number three, but he had a very solid season for the Houston Astros. He His K percent was, was the lowest it's been, even... Um, lower than 2017, his walk percent is the lowest it's been since, uh, well, n- not the lowest. It was actually top 6% in the league, but it's very respectable, 3.3%. Um, his hard hit ball was not as much. It didn't drop very much from, from the previous year, but he had um, some really good numbers um, across the board. 142 hits, 23 home runs, nearly 100 RBIs seven away from that with 93, an OPS of 820. And you can, I mean, the, the guy walks. The guy walks, the guy gets on base. With this offense, it it, it doesn't matter. He, he doesn't strike out. Um, he barrels up 46% of, you know, he's basically, he's around mid or half ranked halfway with the, with the, uh, with his, um, barrel percentage, but his whiff percentage is top 94%. He he hits a lot of stuff to left field, and I just think that you're going to see this pool hitter just excel in 2023 because, like he said, 
he felt great in the postseason. He's never felt that good, and he feels even better going into the new year. So you have Manny Machado, who got number one, who was number seven last year. Jose Ramirez falls from two to one. Austin Riley, just a future, probably multi-year MVP from Atlanta, number three, wasn't rated last year. And Yanni Diaz and DJ LeMahieu both weren't rated to find their way into the top ten. But Bregman at three, Rafael Devers at two last year, and Justin Turner at four, they all dropped. Devers is now fourth, Bregman is sixth, Justin Turner is seventh. Max Muncy um, is making his way up. Last year was the number four-ranked um, first baseman. Now he's the number eight-ranked third baseman making that transition. Can Bregman come back this year and have an MVP caliber season? We'll just have to see. So we have, again, just to recap real quick, Jordan Alvarez in left field ranked one. Um, Chaz McCormick, 10th center field. Kyle Tucker ranked number four in right field. Jose Altuve ranked number one. And we have Alex Bregman at number six and Jose Abreu ranked number four. Now, what about Jeremy Pena? Jeremy Pena had one of the best postseasons that we've ever seen anybody have. On top of that, he had a phenomenal year. Um, He was top consideration for the American League um, Rookie of the Year, which he did not win. But he came in, he won a gold glove, he won the ALCS MVP, and he won the World Series MVP. And there's not been a single player that's ever done that in their career. Mr. Pena did it his first year. Now, I think... The reason why he's not in the top 10 for the shortstops is because of his lack of service time, because he was a rookie. If they're taking all their stats and pulling them all together, he just doesn't have enough. It's kind of like when Christian Javier wasn't considered for the Cy Young this last year simply because he didn't have enough innings. He didn't have as many innings as the other pitchers. But when you look at the shortstop, um, you know, I guess not nominees, but those who were awarded top 10, it's it's a very, very extremely good list. You still would like to see Pena get some respect. Trey Turner came in at number one. He was second last year. Carlos Correa, former Astro, number three. Actually, former Met, former Giant, now twin again. Um, Xander Bogarts goes from four to three. Corey Seager goes from five to four, makes a jump. Francisco Lindor jumps from nine to number five. Um, Dansby Swanson in there was not rated last year. Willie Adamas was not rated. Bo Bichette at number seven last year and this year. That's where I'm going to kind of pick my bone with with this. And it's probably has to do with how much he's played versus how much Pena's played. But if you look at their numbers, like Pena is overall a better fielder. Um, he may not hit for average or he may not have the home runs. But what he was able to do in the clutch in the postseason, I think to me, puts Jeremy Pena at least in the top 10. Maybe not over Wander Franco. I think he could eventually, if he's not at Tim Anderson's level, could be above Tim Anderson. Um, and some may some may argue with that. But that's where I see Jeremy Pena. That's how much I respect his game. Um, sprint speed, 95 percentile. Um, his K percent got better towards the end of the season. Um, He hits the ball. He likes to swing. He has a pretty high exit velocity on the bat. Um, X-Woba, 
ex-slugging. They're not superb. They're not they're not outstanding. But when you look at the player, when you look at the adjustments he made over the season, okay, where it was he started hot, then he got cold, then he got hot again. It was okay. Let's throw this guy a hook. Let's throw this guy a slider. He's going to swing and miss and strike out. Two, he started seeing the ball better. He started. He changed his timing. He changed his leg kick. I've got a video here on our YouTube channel that kind of shows that. But when he changed his leg kick, when he changed his approach, he started making more contact. And towards the end of 2022, his average went up. His contact percent went up. And then when he got to the playoffs, that clutch gene kicked in. That, to me, is what gives Jeremy Pena enough to put him on this list, even though he may not have the innings logged or the service time that these other guys do. So this is just a quick um, um, H-Town Wheelhouse analysis of the MLB top 10 now. There are um, There is a relief pitcher in the ranking, and they're going to release starting pitchers, um, I believe, on February 1st or 2nd. So when those come out, we'll probably do an episode over the starting pitching and relief pitching and probably talk about guys that deserve to be in there that maybe weren't picked because there might be more snubs pitching-wise than there were um, on the field. But look, I mean, just to go back to this graphic to close it out, of the nine positions on the field, of course, we don't have pitchers or catchers ranked yet. I don't anticipate, no offense, Martin Maldonado being top ten. But you have six guys, and a you can make a strong argument for a seventh to be top 10 in Major League Baseball this year or even right now. So that's all I got for Locked on Astros. Make sure that after you make us your first listen, that you make Locked on MLB Prospects your second listen. It is done by minor league and prospect encyclopedia himself, Lindsey Crosby. So make sure you tune in to our podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts and check out Locked on MLB Prospects and tell them that Eric and H-Town Wheelhouse sent you. Y'all have a good one. And as always, go Strohs.